Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lady Overlander Radio. Tonight, we are chatting with Ethan and Blake of the Teton Overland Show. Stay tuned. Grab your favorite drink, whether it's a coffee, cocktail, or tea, and get ready. It's Ladies Night on Lady Overlander Radio. The Lady Overlander Radio Podcast is sponsored by Frontrunner Outfitters, Midland Radio, Go Treads, Sport Keg, CB Adventure Supply, Adventure Trail Outfitters, Overland Spices, and the Moore Expo. Hey, Arla. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. What's happening? Uh, tomorrow, I'm heading back out toward Colorado. Uh, after I get a bunch of stuff done to my car or it's not going to make it out there. I got to get tires rotated and front end aligned and oil changed and all the fun stuff, all the vehicle maintenance stuff. So what do you drive again? A Toyota. Hmm. Yes. But it's amazing. And I love that stuff. You got to do all the same stuff to your car. Don't even play. Don't play. I'm not doing it. Run okay. with your you run with your brung. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna be um that'll be taking up most of my day tomorrow, and then I'll be making my way back out to Colorado, meeting up with Tara McGovern of Roven Reverie, and then we're gonna be heading up to Idaho to see these guys. So who, these guys? who them guys? Who are you guys? I'm Blake. Oh, where to begin? Uh, one of the founders of the Teton Overland show. Right on. Hi, Blake. Thanks for having me. Hi, Ethan. And I am Ethan. <laughs> Blake's other half. His better other half, half or, or yeah, both. His other and the better. Ooh, that's <laughs> on who you ask. Awesome. So we are excited about your show. Uh, we have. Real quick, we'll go through our, our upcoming schedule. We have the Teton Overland Show next, not this weekend coming up, but the next weekend. Um, then we have Big Iron Overland Rally at the end of the month, and then Expo East. And then Arla will be at Rendezvous in the Ozarks. I won't be in attendance of Rendezvous this year. Got some family stuff going on. but And then that'll wrap up our whole Expo season because I'm tired of driving to be honest. Oh, well, it's because you've <laughs> driven like 4,000 miles in the last six weeks or something. Like yeah, coast to coast. So, yeah, I mean, it's That's fun. why you need all that stuff um, in your rig. It is, it is. But we have a lot of really cool stuff um, scheduled for the Teton Overland Show. We're very excited about it. We have our schedule here. I'll throw up on the screen for the Ladies Overland Lounge. We have... Bam. Whoops. Come on. Oh, it's messing with me now. It's going to mess with me. Okay. So Friday, we have overlanding for beginners, safety when traveling solo for women, uh, hygiene while overlanding. We're going to talk about some safe locations for women to start out. Yep. And then we have our Find Your Tribe, Building an Overland Community of Women. That's our networking event. Um, Expedition Trailers out of Missouri gave us a trailer to serve drinks and things out of. So we're excited about that. We have a beautiful tent that the, these guys have provided for us and an eight person um, hammock. And yep. who is providing that, guys? I ain't never heard nothing like that before. But that's pretty exciting. So Kamek is yeah. one of our premier sponsors this year, and they're providing what's called the Weaver um, and it's, yeah, it'll technically hold eight double hammocks. So you could do 16 people if you wanted, um, but, or just eight, if you like to sprawl, you know, but, we like to sprawl. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like a <laughs> jungle gym. Everyone's it's a sprawler. To, to hold Imagine the snacks that will hold while you're laying there. Oh yeah. Yes. You could spin it all by yourself. So much popcorn. I'm excited. Oh, we're going to be right by. What's that? I said, oh, garçon. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. best cocktails. <laughs> so we've got a 
awesome hammocks to hang out in. We've got a lot of um, awesome things scheduled. We got Saturday is a full day here. A lot of uh, some of the classes repeat and for the people that are only attending one day of the show. And then, oh, Gloria, I'm glad you're on here. Snacks. Gloria is going to be teaching a basic wilderness first aid Q&A session for us on Saturday. She's a baddie. I'm excited mm. about that. She's, yeah, she's pretty awesome. She's like all medically certified and trained and all that fun stuff. Yes. See, even Michael and Hyden gets it. Room for activities. That's all I'm saying. Yes. All <laughs> kinds of activities. So Sunday, we've got a little short day, but we um, we found out Patty Upton is going to be at the show. So we're pretty excited about that. She's amazing. If you guys haven't met her, definitely swing by her rig and chat with her. She and her husband drove through the Darien Gap, the first one. They were in the Guinness Book of World Records for that. Mm -hmm. And they've traveled all over the world. So she is definitely a wealth of knowledge and an amazing person. So check her out while you're there as well. All right, guys. Let's talk about where this all started. What, how, who came up with the idea? Such a loaded question for us. <laughs> you want me to hit that one? Yeah, you, you hit that one. Right. I, I, get, I get emotional. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh stop. <laughs> um, so back, um, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, uh, went to Afghanistan, um, learned a lot in life, saw a lot. Um, and when I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, I found very quickly that getting out into the back country was super amazing for my brain. Um, and it wasn't just for me. Um, it was good for my family to get out, for us to get out together, for me to go out solo. Uh, my brother-in-law uh, was a law enforcement officer. Um, same thing applied to him. So we would often go out together. And we just very early on recognized how beneficial it is to just be out, even outside of your house. Just get outside, you know, get away from screens and the hustle and bustle of day-to-day -day activity. And so way back when I had started this group called Teton Overland, um, just to get people together, you know, um, and our hashtag was come with us. Didn't matter what you drove, who you were, what your past was, what your aspirations were, just get out, come with us and let's go out. Um, and wow. so that kind of uh, evolved into a group of, there was a core, probably five or six of us, and Ethan was one of those. And so that's kind of how we uh, uh, met the two of us. And I'll let him get into the story of how that happened if, if he wants to. Um, but anyway, uh, long story short, uh, Ethan and I were at a car show one day. There was a couple of hot rods and your normal car show looking vehicles and him and I were, he and I were out there with our, with my truck and his Xterra. And we're like, you know what? This kind of sucks. We should make an off-road car show. Something kind of cool that we like, you know? And so the more we discussed it and talked with our families about it, we had decided that, you know what? We need to make this more than just a car show. This needs to be something for the area. We're in the gateway to the national parks and we've got amazing backcountry here us uh, like mm -hmm. the most public land in the lower 48 um like we're in a hot spot for outdoor recreation let's make this something amazing for anybody that likes being outdoors um and so yeah september of 2021 uh is when we had our first official meeting uh to kick off uh the teton overland show um just coming up with a name was probably one of the hardest things we've ever had to do like <laughs> What do we call this stupid event that we're trying to put together? And you know, we're like, you know what? Teton Overland Show. Just simple. That was a big hurdle for a long time. And then I yeah, like it. So that's kind of where where it all stemmed from. Um, and then yeah, so we started planning about a year out for the first event. Um, and then last year after we had our first one, we had companies ready to sign up. So they kind of decided for us that we were going to continue doing it. That's awesome. 
Yeah. That's really great. And so this is the official second year of the show? Correct. Okay. Awesome. Uh, the first time I went to Idaho actually was in 2021. And it's, we explored out there for several months between Idaho and Wyoming. And I'm telling you what, it's so beautiful there. You guys are so blessed to have that in your backyard. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I absolutely love it out here. Now, you mentioned that you're a veteran and that you've considered going out at kind of adventure therapy type. Yep. For you or help you deal yeah. with things. I, I do. Um, I do as well. I'm also a veteran and I think that's one of the reasons why my husband and I both got so into overlanding so rapidly um, because it's just, there's nothing like being out there and having that solitude and just, you know, being one with nature and kind of leaving the craziness of the world behind you for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, I don't know why I'm sure there's a bunch of science behind it, but it just works. And I know that. And, um, that's actually been, you know, they say there's like a blessing and a curse. Um, the show has kind of taken off and it's been amazing to see it and watch it grow. Um, but one of the, the negative points of trying to organize this event is how much time it takes. So it starts to detract from us actually going out and doing what we love. Um, and yeah. so that's kind of been a struggle that we've had to navigate like, well, yeah, I think we can go out this weekend. I think we can squeeze it in between this event on Friday and this on Monday. And so it's like, that's been a, a difficult part in it um, because it came from a place of passion and it is something that we do really care about um, is the community, our local community and the Overland community both. Um, and it, it hurts a little bit not being able to go out as much as we used to. We used to go out at least once a month, sometimes two or three times a month as a group and just take all the families or just do guys trips or whatever the, the case was. Um, so that did take a, a definite uh, hit once we started this project. Yeah. And you guys have also, I know you guys were at more expo and you worked that expo mm -hmm. just to kind of, I guess, to see how Chris runs those things there. So that, that's another thing, you know, you guys are traveling around and going to different shows, I'm sure. And, you know, in addition to planning all of this other stuff, that can be very time consuming. Yeah. Yes. So I know, I know just attending the expos has been extremely trying and taxing on me this year. So I can imagine planning them from, you know, inception to finish and all of that entails can be quite draining. Yes. How long are we up? like a week for more five days yeah five yeah five six i don't know I, yeah somewhere around yeah. there yeah it was good it was, he kept us busy yeah i know that oh yeah oh yeah yeah he keeps us busy too when we're there so <laughs> well it's crazy this is yeah. a good guy he's uh he's uh, i was just gonna say there's no short of there's no shortage of tasks to be done at any event. Um, and it's something that a lot of people don't quite realize as attendees. Um, but then when you get on the other side of it, even as a vendor, you start to see it uh, more and more, but running it, it's like, Holy moly, what did we do? <laughs> and it grows every year. So you get yourself this monster, like every year yeah. doubles, doubles again, oh, yeah. doubles again. That's how it's been for Chris. Anyway. I mean, I've been going to yeah. the show since it started, and uh, it's crazy how much it's grown. Mm -hmm. It'd be the same well, for Well, and then he was crazy <laughs> enough to add the big iron overland volley on top yep. of that. So yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's the third year for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, Ethan, tell us a little bit about how, what your role is in, in this uh, crazy show. Oh, boy. So, me and Blake kind of have it split to where Blake does all this smart stuff and then I do all the talking stuff as you can tell from <laughs> so far <laughs> um, so kind of how it started was it was it was really hard how we started this show so we had I call it the empty box cell where the box is the idea of the show that's what we wanted and that's what we were selling and there was nothing else. It was just the idea. We didn't have a website. We didn't have 
we barely just came up with an Instagram page. Like we had with no followers, we had nothing. And we just literally started from scratch. You know, we're just a couple of nobodies that just like to throw money at our vehicles, just like, you know, every other overlander out there. And so we just wanted to, you know, bring it here. We did we all the big events, all any big expo of, of, of this magnitude or, or this topic just circles Idaho. Um, no, no one's hitting Idaho and we are like, well, if we don't do it, someone else will, and they're not going to be from here. And we want to really stick to our roots. And that was kind of, um, you know, if we, were, if we were to talk about roles, it was, you know, getting companies signed up and having them just take a gamble on us. Um, you know, people would ask how many people are you going to get, you know, this is your first year. And we would just tell them, I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea how many people are going to come. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> we are, we were mentally prepared for it to flop hundred percent mentally prepared. Um, and then, you know, come Friday morning when the show's happening and we did a, we did a ribbon cutting with our chamber of commerce for the city and to see all the vendors there that were supporting us. And then, um, to see all the people just start lining up. And that's kind of the funny thing about Idaho is, um, by the time we figure out what's trending, it's already been around 10 years. I was the first kid in my school to get the iPod nano. And that was like the third gen iPod in my tiny little school that I grew up in. And so, um, Idaho's funny. We, uh, they don't, they would rather, you know, what's the, I don't want to open up the internet and pay it that way. I'll just pay at the door. And so we went into Friday morning with 20 ticket sales. And then throughout the weekend, we ended up getting just over 2000 people just lining up um, to come in. So Idaho's funny and, and we're blessed for them. And, and we love our, our little state and, um, just kind of show what we have around here. And that was kind of like our biggest sell point was that empty box sell was we're, we're selling our community aspect and our, and our beliefs of what overlanding is to us, um, how community based it, it needs to be and how it is for us and how, and how real all the vendors, all the big shots in the industry that you see, it's, it's cool to bring that to people who just research it and YouTube like crazy and, you know, can't really meet the people and shake their hands and see how they made their products. And so bringing something like this here, it's huge. And it has just been working out perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys, like I said, you guys have some pretty amazing public lands right in your own backyard as well. And that's just, it, it seems like it's the perfect place to host a show like that. So I'm glad that you guys did it. And I think that it's going to be a huge success as the years go on. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm pretty confident that your attendance will at least double this year. Have, have you guys looked at ticket sales so far or how's it looking? Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be everybody at the last minute again? At the, at the it, it's, it, it probably will. <laughs> yeah. Mike's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah, we've It'll been, be we've sold, uh, I don't even remember what it was. Uh, it was like eight times the amount of ticket sales to this point as we did last year. Um, and then um, last year, I, I feel like personally, um, I feel like we kind of missed the mark on local marketing uh, for the event. Um, we did a lot outside of our area. Uh and we did a little bit here locally, but we kind of pushed it to the wayside. We're like, yeah, the people will hear about it. They'll see us, you know, um, didn't quite work that way. So this way or this year, um, we are hyper-focused on the local and the broad. Um, we didn't really even know what our budget was or what a budget should look like for something like this last year. Um, so we kind of honed that in this year. Um, kind of figured out where we need to have our, our spend money at and uh, where we need to allocate certain funds for different things. And yeah, so marketing was a big one this year. We've been blasting everything we can. Um, and sounds like it's working. Um, our ticket sales have uh, skyrocketed, especially in the last couple of weeks. Um, and then vendors as well have been reaching out three or four a day um, for the last week or two trying to sign up. So um, whatever we're doing, I can't tell you what we're doing exactly, but whatever it is that we are doing is working. Well, awesome. even our intro camping is almost, we're almost at capacity. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Check this out. Hi from Brazil. Oh, hi from Brazil. Hey, tudo bem, Marshall? Oh, thanks for joining I, us. Nice. I speak Portuguese. There you go. <laughs> All right, then. All right, now you got to do the rest of the show in Portuguese. Oh, don't <laughs> No watch smoke come out my ears trying to remember. <laughs> oh, I got to say something real quick to Jojo. Where is she? Happy okay. birthday, Jojo. If you're still watching, we love you. Hope it's a great birthday. And Tony. Oh, oh what happened? Tony, your husband had a birthday yesterday, right, Arla? Correct. He's 21. Birthdays, yeah. Just a little young whippersnapper. <laughs> oh, so what was that? What's that? Oh, there you go. It's like saying, it's a uh, to the bean, like, uh, how are you? How's it going? Really? Yeah. You're not screwing around. Um, Jamie Handel, she's the uh, own Toyotas. Yes. Um, I'm hoping to make it out Saturday. Well, girls, in your back yard. She's talking about Wills. Jamie was going to come the whole weekend, but she's got some work stuff going on. Um, adulting. It's ridiculous. Yeah, adulting stuff, but she's out of. Washington, Washington State. She'll be coming. She um, started Lady on Toyotas, and she is amazing. Lady mm -hmm. on Toyotas Facebook group has like twenty thousand people, women in it. So I mean, she's she's awesome. We're, we're excited. It. To be awesome. Yeah, laying it. So, where do you guys see this this show going? Do you do you foresee it being around for quite a while? Do you foresee it? Continuing, continuing to grow to where you're going to have to find a new venue eventually. What do you, mm. what do you think about it? So as far as growth goes, um, I think, yeah, it's not a short-term project by any means. The, the amount of time um, that we're putting into this thing is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> um, the, uh, our poor families, like, you guys should just get an apartment together and do your show stuff. Um, it's, uh, it's a, I think it's a permanent fixture as long as the desire is there to have something like this in the area. Um, once that's gone, there's not really a point in trying to, yeah, it just, it, there's no, no sense in trying to keep it going if it's not something that people want in the area. Um, right. And I'll let Ethan kind of talk about the venue and growth, physical growth that way. So our first year, because we had, I, I probably still have no idea what we're doing. Um, the first year we, we joked that whatever shortcomings we have, the venue will make up for it mm -hmm. because it's very picturesque. It has a creek that's running right through it with a huge fountain pond that all the campers are going to be kind of camping next to. And so you'll hear that and it lights up and at night. Um, and so it, maybe that saved us. I don't know, but it was really hard to get some negative feedback from the vendors because they were just talking about how they could walk barefoot in the grass and the creek was right there. And it's almost like you're out in the mountains, but you're not. And so as far as growth goes, um, <laughs> was it yet last night, Blake, we were talking that, uh, <laughs> we were talking about expansion into different parts because our venue is huge. We're only using a small chunk of it. Okay. Um, and so we, there's tons of room to, to grow. We could easily triple the amount of in-show campers, um, at the show, but our plan for this show is actually a little different. So we, what we want to do with the show is, is keep that sense of community, um, centralized, with the show. So our vendors were probably going to cap it at 150 vendors for the show. Um, because going to other expos as awesome as they are, um, we, we've personally have tried to talk to every single vendor for 16 hours each day for three days. And we're not able to talk to every vendor. And so we want at our show to know that, one, we take care of our vendors and we're trying to, and, and we're keeping that sense of community alive and strong and breathing well. Mm -hmm. And so if we get, you know, 10,000 people with 150 vendors, each one of those vendors is going to get 10,000 people. 
Um, that's what we want. And, and, you know, as far as in-show camping goes, the sky's the limit. Maybe we could build something up towards the sky, you know, to, to have that be the limit. Um, <laughs> but um, that's kind of like our big goal with this is just kind of keep that sense of community strong. And so we kind of started at our vendors and try to treat them differently, kind of treat them like they are part of our community and our Teton Overland community. Um, so, that, you know, we feed them breakfast in the mornings. We have guys are bringing showers so everyone can shower in the evenings. Um, we'll bring them coffee throughout the day. Um, we have our food trucks deliver food to them at their booths because we know that they can't exactly like they can't leave their booths. And so we'll, we'll bring food to them. Um, they just got to call an order and then we'll bring it to them. And so we're just trying to like, look at these things that, that, you would expect in a community driven family driven event driven individual, you know, what, what would we want if we were that way? Would we want to be treated like a number? Would we want to be treated like, you know, a part of that community? And so, you know, bringing big names into the area and have people, you know, have drinks with them in the evenings and we have live music in the evenings for everyone to relax and, and just have a good time. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of like our big drive. And so as far as expansion goes, you know, we're just kind of keep it around centered around that community aspect. Um, you know, we do have plans for, um, you know, we're, we're working on similar rally style events in the future. We, we're right next to Yellowstone and Jackson. So we could really come up with something crazy in that area. And so um, that, that's in the works. But as far as where the show goes, yeah, we're looking at to kind of keep it that more intimate experience between the attendee and the vendor. And that, by doing that, it'll also kind of drive, it'll drive the vendors to, um, uh, how do I say it? It'll be more of a, a premiere. Uh, oh, that sounds kind of snooty. It's by more not of a one -on -one taking, personal. yeah, by not taking anybody and everybody, once we're full, we're full. And so that'll kind of set the precedence. Hey, if you want to be at this show, you got to act quick. And um, if you want to be a, a part of this family, um, this there is a limit. We're not just going to fill the place with vendors and oversaturate the place. Um, so it it's a win-win for everybody. And nobody, like Ethan said, nobody likes to be treated like a number and kind of just, all right, you're here. These are the strict rules. We're all people. We all want to have a good time. Let's just go with the flow, and we feel that like capping it uh, at 150 gives a, enough variety, but also allows us to to keep it personal at the same time. I agree, and and you know I I enjoy all of the expos, but some of the larger expos can be very very overwhelming. We've yeah. we've Arlen, I found that out this year, you know, and I actually prefer the smaller shows. I think that they're more intimate. They're more you have that ability to get around and see everything where I feel like some of the bigger ones, you don't actually get to see everything and yeah. you feel like you're very rushed. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a great approach. And I think that you guys are going to have a lot of really good, especially for people that are just getting into overlanding. I think that mm -hmm. if they go to these bigger shows, you know, they just get kind of completely overstimulated and overwhelmed and probably yeah. shut down a little bit and don't really absorb the information that, half of the people are there trying to give them, you know? So I definitely think that's a great approach, having it in a more smaller, intimate kind of event. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. And another, 39, oh, go ahead. 39% of our attendees last year were those beginners, the ones that are kind of investigating, figuring out what what, what they want to do, what direction they want to go. Um, and so, yeah, in this, in this region, um, our, our biggest metro areas are, four hours away we've got salt lake to the south and boise to the west mm -hmm. um, but for our immediate region um still very new in this area which is kind of crazy because i mean it's been around for decades and decades but very popular in the last 10 years it's still kind of just gaining traction in this area so and another way that we're having to cater to that newer market is our pricing for admission. That is one of our big things that, and see Idaho is like, we're, we're funny. We're really funny. Um, the fact that we're charging to attend an event is blasphemy. Oh. And so 
Um, and, and, you know, going like anyone that's in the overlanding scene knows like, that's you know, like, that's the hobby that we got into. Like we're going to be paying to do anything. And so, um, for, for our show, we only charge $10 for a day, um, to come in or 25 for the weekend, 75 for in-show camping. And so we're trying to keep it to where we can cater to the market around us that has, you know, virtually no idea what this is. And so that was kind of our biggest feedback last year was we're getting these people that, you know, they go hunting in the mountains and, you know, that's, they, they camp, but to see the convenience that they can have in the outdoors, which is basically overlanding just is crazy. And it's the coolest thing ever. And it's like, Holy cow, why have I not been doing this since it started, you know? And so, yeah, this is kind of, it's a very tricky market that we're in and that's what we're having to cater it to. We can't just build it and they come you know, like the overlanders from across the seas will come to our show if we build it because there's already a lot of shows in between here and there. And so we're having to cater to something, to a whole new demographic that is, it's very tricky to do that we found out. And so um, we have to market it in two different ways. We have to market in a way, in a sense, to those who already know what overlanding is. And then we have to market to those who have no idea what it is. Like, right. what is this overland? who's overland, you know? And so that's what's the tricky part. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you guys mentioned that, you know, locally last year, a lot of people didn't know that the event was going on because I found that that's the case with pretty much every show I've been to. I'll be around town, even the bigger shows and people say, Oh, what are you doing here? You know, Oh, I'm here for an overlanding show. It's like the Uber drivers and stuff. And they're like, what's overlanding? What do you, very expensive rigs, a lot of gear on them, a lot of camping, a lot, you know, you just try to kind of break it down, you know, to keep it high level for people that have no idea what you're talking about. So mm -hmm. they're oh, kind of like a car show. I'm like, kind of like a car show and a camping show and a lot of other things kind of rolled up into one. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, even the bigger shows, nobody, the local community don't always know that that's going on. So I think that it's a good idea to market locally like you guys are doing as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a tricky, we kind of got lucky with the weekend because we had to pick, because there's a lot of local events that go on. So, you know, the, we're, we're, you know, the potato state. And so it's potato harvest right now or coming up here in the next little bit. And so all the potato farmers are hiring for, for, you know, to bag some spuds and to do all this stuff. And, and so we're kind of, we have to juggle between our state fair, which is happening right now. And then us while also not um, conflicting with any expos that are happening in the country, because we're trying to market that. And so it's just a, we're a funny bunch of people in Idaho. We're just a funny little bunch. Hey, but we make it work. That's right. Boy, do we. The more time I spend up in Idaho, Wyoming, that whole area, the more I love that, the area and the people. So you guys keep being crazy and goofy and wacky and whatever you want to call yourself because it's working. Thanks. One of our favorite areas in the country to visit. So, yeah. There's lots of crazy and goofy. Yeah. Very, very honored that you guys asked us to come and be a part of the show. So we appreciate that. So how? Oh, appreciate um, you coming. Thank you. Well, I'm going to give you guys each a chance to talk about your rig builds, if you'd oh. like to. So, uh, Blake, let's start with you. What do you have, and how do you have it built out? All yeah. right. So, you'll see why we're laughing here in a second. A fun topic with us. <laughs> So um, right now I've got a 2010 um, Ram 2500, 6.7 liter diesel uh, Cummins motor, super strong. Um, it's an eight foot bed. So we've got a lot of real estate to work with there. Mm -hmm. uh, so initially I had gotten it to haul our toy hauler, our camper. Um, turns out those toy haulers aren't that fun and they don't get used that much um and so i'd already i had the truck i'm like you know what i'm not gonna sell the truck and build it out or get a new truck and build it out because i 
I had been following this even before I got out of the Marine Corps. And so um, like, you know what? Nobody really has a, a full-size truck in the overland space yet. I'm going to do it. And so I did it. We did, uh, I've got a three and a half inch turn lift on it. Um, we've got a 12,000 pound winch on the front worn winch. Um, we've got all the lighting. Everybody has to have lights all over the place. Um, what else? Oh, the AT. I've got uh, one of the first eight foot AT habitats that was made um, on my nice. truck. I've got a dual rear swing out bumper, uh, full size spare, obviously, 35 inch tires. Um, yeah, got dirt circuit, um, solar and uh, lithium battery in the habitat. Um, and then Ethan and I are both on search and rescue. So uh, we, we carry a plethora of recovery gear, rescue gear, all that kind of stuff, uh, along with our bedding and fridges and all the fun stuff as well. So nothing super crazy. I'm not like long traveled and, and flared fenders or anything like that because I don't need it. We don't crawl, right. um, but it's, it's purpose built and it works phenomenal for what we do. Sounds like a beast. Yes. It's, you will see it. Our He's had to move a couple of trees one or one or two times. <laughs> we have a friend, Kelly, who uh, mm -hmm. overlands in a Ram power wagon, and he has been he, he has rock crawled and done all kinds oh, yeah. of things oh, yeah. it, like all over the country. And it's a pretty, uh, pretty powerful rig. And, you know, yeah. very rarely does he have to make, you know, like a 15 point turn and. Yeah. <laughs> squeeze through things but it happens i don't know if he does he have the eight foot bed though i mean i don't know if his is um, six and a half or something i think he i don't remember i think he might have a six and a half foot bed but yeah most power wagons are all that. Six yeah and a half. but he yeah. takes that thing everywhere i'll tell you what yeah yeah they're super capable i i like to call myself the anchor so yes. I'll be the one that has to pull the people out that, mm -hmm. that go ahead and get stuck. So don't send me first, but I'll get you out. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what he does too. He pulls everybody else out. <laughs> All right, Ethan, what do you have? Oh boy. Um, so <laughs> when uh, a time before time, <laughs> before we decided to do the show, my, my, 2007 Nissan Xterra that because so we're, we're big believers in you know use what you have and that's what I have and I love it it's a little mountain goat it's just not the prettiest of sellers out there um and so I have um a roof nest Falcon XL tent you know hard shell tent you know it weighs 175 pounds mm -hmm. on some Yakima crossbars on my stock roof rack on my xterra the yakima dealer hates my guts um and uh it's got a three inch lift on it a very rusty old bumper that i don't want to put a winch on it because i just feel like that's going to be like a chandelier in a haunted house um and it's, and it's rolling on some 33 some ko2s and then the show started and and then um blake's truck the dodge mahal as we call it it is a rolling billboard of the Teton Overland show. And he's got that. And we were like, well, we can't outfit the Xterra. It's horrible looking. And so, um, I did not say, I that. Asked, well, I said it, it was implied and I said it. <laughs> and so I asked my wife, I says, Hey, can I, I want to take your car out for, to get it washed. I'll bring it right back. And it came back with, a Rally Tech three-inch lift with skid plates. I got it on some Falcon Wild PKTs, fully wrapped. I got the Princeton roof rack, two Rome cases, a 20, 23-0 awning, a custom-made ski rack, and a rigid armor rear tire swing, and some Orbis overlanding molly panels on the interior. And she was so happy that I came back clean. 
So she's accepted the tire swing for groceries and getting the stroller out. The baby doesn't mind. Um, you know, I don't we don't have to bend down as far to, to get her in, so that's nice. Um yeah, it's and so that is now I don't know what I have. I don't know which rig is mine anymore. I'm just kind of stuck in this limbo between fantasy and reality. Where I would love to, you know, camp in the Subaru, but it's a family car. And then we don't go camping right now. So the Xterra gets driven like maybe 3,000 miles a year for the past year and a half. And so, um, and then we were kind of like, you know what? This kind of works out pretty good because overlanding is for those who have, you know, the big monsters like the Dodge Mahal. Or me, like the little, you know, Subaru Crosstrek. You know, it's, it's for everybody. And so I go, okay. We plan that. That makes sense. Um, and it works out pretty good. And so our Subaru dealer actually last year sold five cars at our show, which considering, you know, just over 2000 people selling five cars, it's not too bad. And so I realized I had to go find some Subaru companies that support Subarus. And that was, that was exhausting. And the car shows how exhausted it is with <laughs> I'm repping there to, to get these companies here. And so, yeah, we got, we got a lot of companies that support, you know, we're trying to have that support all that market of from Subaru to the big trucks. And so that was a, that was a big goal that we had to cram out to while we were at it. No, that's great. And I, the, one of the things that we tell in our beginning overlanding class is we tell people your what works for you and your setup may not work for somebody else. And so no overland setup is the right setup or the wrong setup. It all depends on the individual or the family or the vehicle they're starting with or what, you know, what their specific needs are. And it, you know, I probably bad to say it at a show where people are trying to sell things, but you don't need all that stuff to go out and have fun and do, do fun know. things, you know, exactly. have a yeah. so, surprise what you need and what you don't. Right. Well, and I feel like a lot, a lot of times too, and I'm speaking just from experience with myself is, is the intimidation that you can get seeing all the beautifully built rigs and we're like, Oh man, that's great. And wow, they spent so much money on that. Holy cow. How do you, and so it, it can be very intimidating. And so it, it, I think it's important. And we were able to get companies that, you know, like, like deep sleep and Hess that can, you know, like the bedding systems for inside your car, you know, like me personally, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the rooftop tent. I think it's a lot of weight and it's, and it's just, oh, it's just exhausting for me, especially my first one, just climbing up and down to open up the yeah. tent. I twisting my ankle and then everyone says that we were staying and didn't tell me by the time I had it all zipped up. They're like, oh, hey, we're staying. <laughs> and I was so mad. I rolled my ankle. Oh, I was so mad. I was so, so mad. That stupid tent. And so... Well, and then, and then, and exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm past it. And then I was able to see, okay, I know what's worth what I want because you go, you start going camp, you start using what you have and you're like, okay, it's worth it to, it's worth it to buy that. It is worth it to purchase this. I can, I understand the convenience. I will pay for that convenience. I understand. And, and I did. <laughs> so, you know, with the roof, as you know, it's just on hydraulic stress and you just give a little bump and it's up. It's easy. No more climbing up and down. That was like my biggest thing. I will pay whatever. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to camp. I want to go out and have fun, but I don't want to wrestle with that stupid tent. I'll sleep inside. And so they will get rid of it, got a new one. And uh, yeah. And so that's like the biggest thing is, was for me, was the intimidation. Like, you know what, if I need it, I'll get it. That's the kind of the biggest thing. And you'll be surprised <laughs> when you can finally afford something that you really, really need <laughs> or you don't really need. <laughs> yeah. It's a want. All the stuff yeah, that we want everything. A lot of it's like what you need or what you have to have. A lot of it is want. I mean, plain and simple. You see what somebody else has and you it's keeping up with the Joneses almost, you know, like oh, yeah. you know, whether it's overlanding or a fifth wheel trailer, ooh, they got five slides. I want that, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much anyway, here it is. Hmm. This is great for the vendors. So mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a good problem for them to have is people wanting to build more things or add more things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, keeps the market always changing, always evolutionizing different stuff. When you think they're done, they're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's yeah. very competitive and very and we've seen that just, you know, from doing the podcast and 
even just going to some of the shows, it's very competitive. It's very, you know, those, those guys have to stay on top of things and come out with new products and it's a lot. Yeah. So who are some of your title vendors or sponsors that you guys are going to have at the show? Mm. So our title sponsors this year are both local dealerships. Um, uh, It's Ron Sayer uh, auto group. And there are uh, Dodge Ram Jeep, Mm. Uh, Nissan BMW dealership and then our other title sponsor is Wackerly Subaru and GMC Um, so we've got a good spread Um, for some reason our local Toyota dealership's kind of funny Um, I don't know if they know what's going on in the area or in the industry but they have not uh, worked with us too well this year which is for us but that's neither here nor there. Um, so we have no Toyota representation at the show aside from aftermarket parts. Um, but yeah, so the other two saw the value in it, obviously, and jumped right on board. Those were some yeah. of the, the first ones that signed up actually were the, the dealership. Um, so yeah, those are our two biggest sponsors. And then we've got a whole mess of uh, premier sponsors, which are big, big industry names um, that are supporting us. Um, AT and Equipped were the first two to sign up. Those guys have been our biggest cheerleaders in this whole endeavor since the very beginning. Um, so like those supportive uncles as you're growing up that just never right. leave your side and always give you counsel like yeah. that. And candy, yeah. 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 And Lots they're like, yeah, they're like the, the granddads of the industry as a mm-hmm. whole. And then Mario also being tied in with the, the rally series. Um, I was a little skeptical approaching him about it. Um, but I think it did help that I bought a habitat from him before all this started. Uh, no, he's, been very, uh, he's been very, very supportive. Um, and he'll just randomly give me a call and be like, Hey, have you thought about doing this for your event? I might try it if I was you or given tips and tricks and like, having us come up to Northwest Overland rally this year to see how he runs um that operation and just so supportive and like those two i feel like i will forever be in debt just because of the support and um words of wisdom that they've shared with us so we're super excited to have them as sponsors um i'll have to pull it up i don't even remember who else we got i know we've got kamek they're a big sponsor this year they're a sponsor of the ladies lounge mm-hmm. uh, Along with, they were all over that idea too. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, we're excited about that. All right, who else do we have? Okay, equipped AT Taco Vinyl, um, Trail Racks. They're a premier sponsor. Trails Off Road. They're our um, trail yeah. run sponsor this year and last Woo. year. They're return sponsors. Woo! Yeah. Woo-hoo. Um, we've got Parker, Parker Outdoors. They make their, uh, EDC camper and then they've got the dirt circuit brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got some Idaho companies, um, Eagle Rock Indian motorcycle. Um, so they're, uh, they're also a CF moto dealer and they've got their adventure bike series and stuff like that. Um, nice. Colby off road. They're a local um, beta dirt bike dealer and also Triumph dealer. So I'll be bringing out a few of those bikes as well as the Sur on e-bikes. Um, Rugged Mountain Custom RV is up near Boise. They make uh, slide-in campers for trucks. Mm-hmm. Stable Camper, I believe they're out of Colorado. Um, and they just make accessories for those slide-in type campers. Um, Tops Knives, they're a local. Um, they're about 10 minutes from both of our houses. Uh, local knife company, super awesome guys. Um, products are very, very hardy as well. Internationally known. Yeah. Mm, very nice. Yeah. And then 23-0. So, yeah. Right and then we've got a whole, a whole bunch of uh, community sponsors that are all pretty well local to East Idaho, um, Northern Utah area. So quite a bit of support sponsorship wise. And then 
over a hundred. I think we're up to 116 or so vendors or something somewhere in there. Um, so yeah, full house this year. Nice. I bet you guys will get people, the vendors hitting you up this week too for last minute. Last in. minute ones. Yep. Jumping yeah. in. I think we've had three today. Yeah. yeah. Three, three today. Yeah. Like, you still got room? Uh, we're going to be able to make it. <laughs> we we planned for this. We were ready. Yeah. We were ready. Didn't even hesitate. Like, yep, we'll throw you right here. Ready to go. That's so awesome. what is the, um, what are the hours of the show each day? And how do you guys foresee that going in when people want to check in and all of that stuff and come into the show? So our hours day to day, um, Thursday is going to be a roll in day for vendors and exhibitors, sponsors, all them. Um, but also we're opening up Thursday to our in show campers. Uh, if they want to come out Thursday afternoon or evening, they're more than welcome to, um, that way, first thing Friday morning, you can get after all the classes and, um, start visiting with people and all that. So, uh, Friday morning, the show opens up at 9 a.m. and will run till 5 p.m. And uh, at 5 p.m., we'll start our cocktail hour, which is sponsored by a local distillery. Um, we'll also have live music, uh, two different bands playing uh, Friday evening. And then, oh, let's see, who's doing the after party Friday? That I think that's us. CBI in Rome. Yep. So nice. they're, they're going to do an after party Friday. Nice. Um, then Saturday, our hours are eight to five. Um, and when we say hours, that's just when we shut the gates down at the front. We're not going to let more people come in um, for the after our festivities. That's that'll be for people that got day passes. that are still there and want to hang out. Um, and then all of our vendors and, and campers there. Um, cause we don't want it to just be, a. if you're coming for the after stuff, we want you to have come for everything else as yeah. well, just exactly. because there's going to be drinks and music. Um, and it makes for a long day, uh, eight and nine o'clock to five o'clock talking to people, uh, mm -hmm. feel like we could take it later, but we also want it to be enjoyable for our vendors and exhibitors. So we don't want to push it too far. So Saturday is eight to five. Um, and then at five o'clock we'll do our big general raffle. So I think we've got close to $30,000 worth of gear we're giving away this year. Nice. Uh, anything from my medic first aid kits and tire inflators to uh, awnings from Kamek and geez, I don't even pretty much every company. <laughs> has all the things yeah, is is giving something so we've had to do a lot of deals with certain vendors um some people want to like some vendors want to give us stuff and trade for a booth and we so badly want to say yes where we're like hey how about for the raffle instead yeah <laughs> would that be okay and so our raffles are huge yeah. um one of our big things that we're doing if you're okay if i touch on this like real quick um one one of our big things that we're doing that we want to do last year, but just we just didn't have the funds to do it, and we're happy that we can do it this year. Um, we're supporting a local charity here in that's that's local to us. It's called Camp Magical Moments, and they do a cancer camp for kids um, a few times over the summer, and they'll do a week long camp with kids who have had cancer, have cancer, and they'll take them kayaking, rafting, rock climbing, dirt biking. Um, camping all this stuff in the outdoors and just give them a fun free weekend or free week of just fun and adventure and we found them and we're like okay this is this is part of our plan we want to support this charity let's do it and so we bought a cf moto 800 series side by side and we have our local triumph dealer um donate a dual sport bike a honda dual sport bike that we're going to raffle off Wow. For all the attendees, you don't have to be present to win. Um, they're ten bucks a raffle. I think is what the price we set on that. Um, ten bucks for a raffle ticket, and all the proceeds of those two items are going to go um to our charity. 
that was a big thing. And that's something that we're going to be doing um, every year um, from here on out. Um, we love the charity. We love those who are involved in it and what they do for children and the passion for the outdoors that's there. And so that's just something that we can fully support and also um, give something huge away that, you know, we're trying to do it our own way. And this, this is a way that we can do our own way. That's love fantastic. It. I love it. I love helping kiddos. Yeah. That's great. It's a good time. So do you, how do your uh, spouses, significant others feel about overlanding? Are they getting into it? Are they tired of hearing about it? I'm <laughs> laughing on one side. They <laughs> <laughs> overlanding one more time. Oh, they love it. And so they love the, the hobby, but I think they're a little showed out. The yeah. show, it's like nonstop <laughs> talking about the show. So yeah. they, they, they're very, very, very supportive on both ends. Um, well, I think, I don't know yes. if Alex supports you. She pretends to support you well if she doesn't really. Okay. Um, but no, they're, we're all really good friends um, and we have been for a long time. And so way before the show. Yeah, that really helps um, keep things going in the right direction. Um, but yeah, the kids, the kids don't like the show because we don't get to camp as much, but they love when the show is here because it's so cool and they get to see what what we've built and get to meet all these cool people. And so it's um, it does definitely take a toll on the family life a little bit, um, especially yeah. these last couple weeks. It's it's yeah. just chaos right now, but. Then we'll take a couple months off, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, and start working on on 2024. Um, so it'll be worth it. And but yeah, there's support all the way around from the from the families. Yeah, the hard part too is we're we're still juggling our day jobs, which yeah. is a nightmare. Which like I'm, I I travel for work and I'm I'm traveling now and had a you know. I was like, yeah, I can squeeze in the evenings. That's fine. As long as not during the day, we're good. Um, and so we're, you know, we're, we're juggling all that too. Just trying to, you know, we're just like everybody else, right? We're, we're dumping our passion into something that we love and, and the support that we get, you know, last year was actually really hard for me personally, just because my wife, we found out she was pregnant uh, three weeks before the show. Oh, wow. And then it was when we were at more that we found out she had to deliver early. Oh, and so it has just been nonstop chaos with with everything. And because she was she was sick in the hospital, like she she had really bad morning sickness, so she was in and out of the hospital during as the show was happening. So she wasn't really there to see it while this life changing event was happening for us. And so that was really hard. And she felt so bad. And I just come home and just I'm like, can you just hold me for a minute? I'm so tired. <laughs> He was holding just let me cry for a minute. It's fine. <laughs> That's what I say to Misty too when we're at shows. Oh boy. And so yeah, but the support is just it's just been nonstop rock rock solid. Um it's just getting to the point where it's just Hey, if I come if I'm a little short in my responses, I'm so sorry. I just I just gotta talk to Blake for like ten more minutes. And then I'll be, and then I'll be done for the day. I promise. And so they've just been super supportive. And we have meetings that, well, what should be meetings, but just turn up into pizza parties and just trying to just relax where we can, and you know, just enjoy it and just trusting each other and our spouses. And our wives will be running the ticket booths, taking tickets all day for the whole weekend. And okay. so they. They they know their jobs for to help us see this through, because <laughs> oh, yeah. we 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 couldn't do it without them. So yeah, well, it's going to be an all hands on deck family affair for sure. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> it really will. So if everybody wants to find out, um, I put a little ticker across the bottom, but where to get tickets, what what you guys um, have, your social media, where people can find you, all that stuff. Tell them, tell them where they can find you. Uh, all of it's Teton Overland Show. So website, tetonoverlandshow.com. Uh, Instagram's Teton Overland Show. Facebook, Teton Overland Show. We don't do TikTok or Twitter or any of those weird uh, other apps. <laughs> 
uh, we just we can barely figure out how to run the Facebook and Instagram, and they're the same thing. Yeah. and it's still hard for us. So if you see uh, our reels, you'll understand it's it's us doing that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, the one the other day was pretty good. The same footage that we just have, like, because we don't go out like, okay, we gotta gotta come up with something new. <laughs> it's the same footage. Yeah. So yeah, all of it's Teton Overland show. Um, tickets can be found. Uh, we, our tickets are through Eventbrite, um, but you can get a link there uh, directly through our webpage. Any of the buy tickets button buttons will take you right to the event on Eventbrite. Uh, for those that don't know, um, Eventbrite's kind of funny when it comes to the promo codes. You need to put it in before you select the ticket and add it to your cart. Um, oh, okay. It's going to be at the top. Yep. Otherwise, it won't let you when you go to go to pay. There's not an option uh, once you add them to your cart. So, uh, like on the ticker, TOS20 is 20% off tickets. Um, and then if any of the, the listeners or viewers are first responders or veterans, um, active duty, um, search and rescue, any type of public service like that, um, just send us an email, just info at tetonoverlandshow.com. We'll get you a code for a, a free ticket. So awesome. you want to take, nice. uh, take care of us. So. I love it, guys. I love what you guys are doing, and we are excited to support you and to see you guys in a little over a week, a little like a week and a half. So it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be here before we know it. Exactly. I know. <laughs> no it's gonna be a party. It's gonna be fun. Be <laughs> well, I'll have a good time. Absolutely, it'll be great. Well, thank you guys for watching, and please come by and see us at the Ladies Overland Lounge at the Teton Overland Show, the 15th through the 17th in Idaho Falls. Have a great night, everyone. Bye.